Of course, within the transfer pricing world, there's the OECD, and then there's the United Nations. What is the difference between the two? Nilesh, you want to kind of give us your perspective on that? Yeah, what I can say is that OECD yeah. basically is an organization of mostly mm -hmm. developed countries. That is how we perceive in India, whereas mm -hmm. United Nations mm -hmm. uh, seek to take care of developing countries. And when we see the transfer pricing guidelines issued by United Nations, it is titled as Transfer Pricing Man Practical Transfer Pricing Manual for Developing Countries. Mm. That is more geared to the interests of developing countries, mainly that profit should not be shifted from de developing countries to other low-tax jurisdictions. OECD guidelines and UN guidelines, for the most part, do not differ except for some small things, for example, location savings, where profit could be shifted from a developing country to developed country. So in those matters, the United Nations guidelines are a little bit in favor of developing countries. Otherwise, as far as transfer pricing methods are concerned, arms length standard is concerned, how to apply the arms length, arms length standard, how to carry out comparability analysis under the arms length standard, all those things are almost similar. Hmm. Right. So, uh, so OECD, there's the UN, and of course, not surprisingly, the United States does its own thing, right? So, yes, <laughs> so I've seen that you're US qualified. You want to comment uh, on the US perspective? Yeah, US has a detailed regulations, 1.482 regulations, which we call. Now, if we see the OECD guidelines, transfer pricing guidelines, and US regulations, again, there are not too many differences, maybe some nomenclature here and there. For example, one method which is very popular under the OECD transfer pricing guidelines, which is applied all over the world, we call it transactional net margin method, TNMM. In US regulations, it is called CPM, comparable profits method. But it works almost in a similar fashion, not much of a difference. Second thing is on services. Services, intra-group services between associated enterprises, related parties, connected persons. The US regulations are more detailed, I would say. Of course, in the latest 2017 and 2022 OECD transfer pricing guidelines, they've also included a, a detailed guideline on this intra-group services. But I think the US regulations are more detailed for applying it practically to determine transfer prices of intra-group services. Okay. And, and the US is also different in terms of, and guide me from, from going straight. Uh, in terms of the actual documentation, so like the OECD, the UN, they talk about master files and, and stuff like that. With the US, they speak about the methodologies, but in terms of the packaging of the documents, they're not as prescriptive. Uh, in addition to with some of the forms, like the 5471s, 5472s, that they have already, in, in a different way, uh, facilitate the disclosure of those intercompany transactions. Do you, do you want to comment on the documentation piece? Documentations? Mm -hmm are definitely different in different countries mm. though oecd now has recommended this what we call three-tier documentation mm -hmm. local file master file and country by country reporting that is for big mnc's having turnover mm -hmm. of more than 750 million euros as far as local file is concerned every country has its little bit of difference every country has its own regulations and there is some difference here and there so in that sense, definitely U.S. 
documentation requirements are definitely different from requirements of India, requirements of other countries. But primarily it is all this documentation is for the taxpayer to prove that my intra-group transactions are at arm's length price. Hmm. So this taxpayer has to discharge the burden of proving that my intra-group transactions between related parties are at arm's length price. Mm-hmm. As far as what evidence is to be included in the documentation, there could be some difference here and there. Mm-hmm. And, and cool. Do you, do you want to uh, comment on Canada? What, what's the CRA's perspective in terms of documentation? How is it different from other countries like the US? Yeah. Uh, by CRA, you mean Canada Revenue Agency? Yes. Yeah, cool, cool is based in Canada. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, Yeah, uh, I can answer if, if you're okay. Yeah, yeah please. Uh, sure. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Darren, uh, yes. Uh, uh, but uh, just uh, listening to what Nilesh mentioned about the U.S., uh, Canada, uh, in fact, is more aligned with the OECD. Uh, right. So, uh, mm-hmm. so uh, in Canada, we definitely have those uh, three-tier um, uh, documentation requirements, which are already uh, has been made a part of law, uh, mm-hmm. and there have been uh, detailed instructions on how those have to be completed, and if there, uh, you know, if there are defaults, even uh, CRA has uh, brought in uh, penalties for that. So. Uh, so these three tier again, uh, just a, as a repetition to what Nilesh mentioned, are the master file, um, uh, where you generally, uh, you know, there are defined contents what has to be there in a master file, uh, broadly about the about the uh, about the group, uh, about what their products are, what their services are, and then a local file is more specific to that particular jurisdiction where uh, for which you are preparing the transfer pricing document, and uh, CBCR, what we call in short uh, for uh, uh, for country by country reporting is where uh, you uh, so uh, where you, you provide uh, numbers where you provide data relating to the sales and uh, your uh, workforce uh, your mm-hmm. uh, you know revenues and other stuff for each country that uh, uh, you're uh, you're transacting with uh, secondly uh, cra uh, in general uh, you know has um, has um, uh, so uh, compared to again i'm sorry I mean, i'm just trying to explain it the way i think it's easier for the audience is that the right. us as uh, nilesh mentioned has very detailed uh, transfer pricing regulations canada does not have uh, so canada has uh, you know given an overall broad structure of how the regulations should look like and uh, that is the reason cra often have to resort to oecd guidelines uh, for additional references uh, so uh, so the canadian um, jurisprudence uh, prudence is definitely uh, you know more uh, 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 even in the course uh, references are given relating to uh, OECD guidelines wherever the Canadian uh, tax regulations uh, are kind of not very uh, detailed or not very district, uh, descriptive. So uh, yeah, so uh, that way <laughs> Canada is a little different than than the US, but it is very consistent with uh, you know with the other countries where uh, transfer pricing regulations are there. Yeah, that's it. Sorry, Neil, you wanted to comment? Yeah, Darren, what I want yeah. to say is that documentation. Whatever be the details and specific uh, particulars of documentation may vary across different countries. But basically what I have seen that they mainly contain these things. One is what is the transaction which occurred between the group members? Mm-hmm. Number two, what is FAR function, asset and risk profile of the parties engaging into that transaction? What particular transfer pricing method as Kul was explaining earlier? out of those five or six methods, are you going to apply to determine the arm's length price of the transaction and why? Why you are choosing why? Yeah. one method out, out of those five or six methods? Why yeah. you have to rule out other methods? Mm-hmm. So you have to explain that in the documentation. And mm-hmm. then for applying that chosen particular method, which we call in India as most appropriate transfer pricing method, what kind of exercise do you carry out? Mainly that is comparability analysis. 
So that entire thing, what you do while determining arms length price of a transaction, that entire thing has to be documented and presented mm -hmm. to the tax officer. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, you know, it's it's all about the the documentation and justification. Uh, and again, you know, at the beginning, I was saying that the, the general public, the average person, has this unrealistic expectation because you know they watch movies, you know, they they read something in the news, and they see what Facebook or Apple or whatever is doing, and they think that hey, I can just go to a low tax jurisdiction. I'm going to incorporate a company and set up an office, and suddenly I'll be saving all these taxes by having these related party transactions not understanding just how much work goes into justifying every single transaction must be defended because the implicit assumption with the higher tax the tax authority and the higher tax jurisdiction is hey there will be a natural incentive to try to shift as much profit as possible to the lower tax one and they don't get that but hopefully you know this this sort of interaction would help shine some light on that so if you're a six, seven, or eight-figure investor, entrepreneur, or business owner who needs a tailor-made solution from a qualified team of professionals, we can help you achieve the international lifestyle, the freedom, and even the tax savings you're looking for. Visit us at htj.tax and live that international life.